Good evening, Matthew Spear from Don't Unfriend Me. I am excited for you to be here tonight for tonight's show. You are the dummies. You don't know what that is yet. Don't get upset. Don't get mad. I will explain what the dummies are after the intro, and everyone will be all happy about it. Tonight, we are going over episode 239, Slaved by the Bell, and Zach Morris is trash. We were supposed to do this last night, but the live show got a little crazy. Dogs and cats sleeping together, mass hysteria. It was insane, but we all came back together in the end, so we're going to do it tonight. I'm doing a pre-recorded show. You usually do these live. It's a little weird. I haven't done one of these in months pre-recorded, but it's okay. We're going to be back at 830 Eastern Standard or 2030 Eastern Standard with Amy going live, but for now, let's watch a cool intro. We'll be right back to do the show. Episode 239 is next. Recorded from an undisclosed location. Always honest. Always direct. So sit back. Relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Yes, it is season two outside the lines. We're getting close to season three. Can't wait to go ahead and do that. We redid the set, and now I've got a name season three. I have no idea what it's going to be. But folks, welcome. I promise to tell you what the dummies are and what they are all about. It's simple. It is the Don't Unfriend Me's. It is an acronym. It is pretty simple. Barstool Sports has the stoolies. We have the dummies. And it's not an insult. It's actually a compliment. Whether you've been here for the first episode or you will watch the first one tonight, you are an honorary dummy. Do me a favor if you would not mind. Please, I always ask every show to go over to at Don't Unfriend Me Show on Facebook, on Rumble, on Gap. I'm over on Anchor, Instagram. I'm pretty much everywhere you can find. I'm going to be multi-streaming to multiple live sites, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook coming up in the next day or two. So let's get ready for that. Folks, exciting news, and I am excited to do the show for you tonight. Thank you with no further ado let's get into slaved by the bell and zach morris is indeed trash every morning i am up with the crack of dawn or before it never fails i relish the days when i could sleep until noon and grab a gigantic bowl of cereal to find the energy i needed to last until my mid-afternoon nap i was like a hobbit from the shire but now with constant struggles to pee in the middle of the night, the inability to get comfortable, and the incessant chainsaw that sleeps next to me, <clears throat> my wife, the allure of sleep eludes me. There was a time that I could blame most of the drudgery of life on an invention, a simple yet torture-inducing device known as the bell. The bell was responsible for so much torment, from sitting in timeout and waiting for the resounding ding, Watching the seconds tick off like a medieval trebuchet racking back for projection, my mother's egg timer. Waiting as bubblegum-flavored fluoride crept its way down my esophagus and literally entered my soul like a little Damien injecting me with Beelzebub. The dentist is the worst. How about that morning alarm clock that reverberated against our craniums until the fillings we just had done shook loose in our mandibles? I once went to the DMV with my mom as a young child. 
as the maddening ding precluded the sands of the hourglass in the form of a rotary-wheeled numerical values that were slower than my grandma carrying a three-toed sloth covered in maple syrup in a wheelchair uphill both ways. That was in 1979, and for all I know, my mom is still there waiting for her eternal damnation and to hear the sweet sounds nasally projected from the attendant. Now serving 376,472, you're next. But nothing was quite like the school bell. It either made you jump 10 feet in the air as you scurried even faster when you were still 300 yards from school, or it caused you to stop and spin 270 degrees like a pirouette, slightly kicking up dust on the playground as you inexorably declare, Aw man, we have to go back already? Yes, the bell has accounted for much trepidation and derision over the years, but even after all of that belly aching, it serves a purpose. It also lets us know when that coveted pie is done that only mom could make. It begins the exhilaration of a race beginning. That ring can be played succinctly to create beautiful music. It is laced in our history in Philadelphia with the pass and stow. And ask any sailor who has went through buds, and they will tell you it either motivated them to the next evolution or they surrendered themselves to its allure and promise of normalcy. But somewhere in life, we decided that good was no longer objective, and we must focus on the bad or the abnormalities within everything. Whether it be about something as simple as gender or sexes, five years ago I went to bed every night with doubts and questions about life, but when I clapped my hands together to shut off the light like this, let's go Brandon, I'm just kidding, it's the clap on song, I always could say one thing to reassure myself. Life might be hard. Money might be tight. I know my family will see my better side tomorrow. My job will work out. And at least tomorrow, one thing will be certain. Men will be men and women will be women. Then that darn alarm went off, scaring the bejesus out of me. And I found out that life was just too simple. Let's make it completely devoid of structure and reason. Why? Because we can. Many years ago, the school systems across the country decided to model its own structure around California. Oh boy. Hoping to create calmer, more peaceful atmospheres on campus. Schools around California turned off their bell systems, man. And let students figure out when class starts the old-fashioned way by looking at a... Looking at a what? Looking at your phone, at the same time the school dropped bells, it also shifted the start time to 9 a.m. and made other changes to create a more relaxed, less stressful atmosphere. No, not every school is like this, but the decline of our school system began and will end with concepts such as this. I know, let me explain. First off, once I learned how to get up and get out of bed, the next evolution was to get a job and advance in that job until either I did just that or was let go due to lack of performance. But the key was to get through the door in the first place. And after 23 years in sales and marketing, I can tell you my resume is impressive. I do not say that to be egotistical. It is just the truth. 
I have interviewed tens of thousands of candidates, employed and been responsible for well over 25,000 employees combined over the years, worked for Apple for half a decade, was employed by NBC Comcast, running the sales and marketing department for the retail and indirect channel, a vice president for a construction company, and many other positions that have led me to where I am today. My service in the military definitely shaped many of my philosophies of hiring and development. And let me just be as honest as I can for all of you folks out there who are a little worried about your children. The kids coming out of high school today are in for a rude awakening. And if they think that capitalism has failed them because they are in debt up to their eyeballs and can't find that pie in the sky job, well, it isn't. It's the accumulation of our inadequate educational system. Teachers who stop focusing on raw reading, arithmetic, and writing, which didn't necessarily do much good, but now want to focus on the comfort and safe spaces of children and the ever-present culture of a choose-your-own-adventure lifestyle that is better designed for comic books but sucks just a whole bunch when it comes to developing agile minds and leaders of this next generation. Listen, I don't have a year, so let's hit the high points. We operate on the assumption that all students could and should go to college. This is largely because no one wants to be the one to say, your kid doesn't have what it takes to succeed in higher academia. And this is foolish and obvious. We tell kids, you can't make it on the football team when that has no impact on their life after high school. But we don't tell kids, you can't make a life analyzing highly complex cellular organisms when it does have an impact on their life. You can do anything is a dirty, dirty lie to anyone over the age of five. You can do excellent, honorable work at something, is what we should be saying. We don't. We have absolutely no respect for non-college pursuits. A good friend of mine never went to school. The guy can literally build a house from the dirt up, including the foundation. He's learned this across the span of his life through apprenticeships, sweat, and practice. Me? I can't clear a clogged toilet. I can't fix a garbage disposal. I can't patch a hole in my room. I'm specialized, and in an industrial collapse, I will die. He can do all of those things before noon on a Tuesday. He also makes a lot more money than I do. So why exactly do we sneer at electricians and plumbers and tradesmen? They're vital, and they are, in many cases, rich. We are absolutely terrified of changing our educational system. Change is messy. Change inherently takes a step back before moving forward, and no one wants their kid to be in a group that takes the step back. No one wants to hear the way they went to school, and it's not good anymore. No one wants to be reminded that time passes on. Educators have no central voice, and I'm not talking unions or national elected leaders. I'm talking when Joe Politician trashes education so he can become politically significant, education has no collected voice with which to defend itself. And so many, many politicians do attack education. They, the ultimate straw man, are easy targets. However, educators are terrified of accountability and professional standards. Look, standardized tests suck. I get that. They're also the best measure we have of progress at this time. And it's unfortunate that in many cases, they're the only measure of progress. And really, that's the problem. But we need some method of proving we don't suck at what we do. 
Toughen up and accept that tests are a path of the job. And instead of hating on them, ask for a wider array of accountability. Student growth over time is what teachers do, and they need to be able to prove they're doing it. If you suck at teaching, get help. If that doesn't work, quit. What they do is too important for someone who doesn't want to improve or can't improve to remain in the profession. If we just look at the last year of educational standards in the Loudoun County Public Schools, you will see a direct delineation between the focus of education and teaching kids how to learn specifically and allowing children to learn at their own pace without incentive or generating initiative to strive for more. My dad always said it best, Matt, you will either be the president of the United States or you will be in jail. And I can't decide which yet, but the world needs ditch diggers too. He was a lot of things, but being direct was never an issue. Over the last calendar year, there is a litany of objectionable behavior from the Loudoun County Public Schools, my district. During the May 11th board meeting, parents read aloud passages from books with graphic descriptions of oral sex, male genitalia size, and a scene in which a woman is beaten and locked in a closet, men sodomizing young boys and encouraging pedophilia through its text. Loudoun County Public Schools sent out a letter to the school community warning about the dangers of several TikTok challenges, encouraging students to vandalize, harass, steal random things on school property. And here's a list. October, smack a staff member on the backside. November, kiss your friend's girlfriend at school. December, deck the halls and show your B-I-T-C-H. January, jab a breast. February, mess up school signs. March, Make a mess in the courtyard or cafeteria. April, grab some eggs. Another theft challenge. May, ditch day. And June, flip off the front office. Well, we all had ditch day, let's be honest. But here's the thing. One arrest, one injury at the Loudoun County Schools meeting on equity that happened last month. Some of you may saw my show the other night about the rape and sexual assault of two young girls that the school board covered up to maintain the narrative about inclusivity and these bathrooms and the transgender policies. The Dr. Seuss books, also the banning, was in Virginia and removal of Dr. Seuss literature from National Read Across America Day. You know the one Michelle Obama promoted because it was so racist back then? How about Virginia teachers quitting after Loudoun County Schools adopts transgender policy or the gym coach who was put on leave and then subsequently brought back? All video was shut down on one of those meetings, and that event that the SBA held was trying to quash resistance to their new policy. A cell phone video captured the event, and Loudoun County teachers plotted wars of harassment against parents and others who disagreed with racial curriculum led by the LCPS board member, Beth Bartz. Virginia mothers who survived Maoist China eviscerates the school board's critical race theory. We saw that video. Parents fight to recall Loudoun County School Board's mismarks. They are emotionally abusing our children. Other headlines, keeping our children and locking down schools when other states cared about the experiences and emotional stress of being out of school and away from normalcy for so long. We set our kids back decades with these decisions. That might be a little much. That is just one year. And when will we wake up and start the process of removing these people from our schools? Today, another glowing day for the Loudoun County public school systems, once again curtailing to the overall sensitivity of students versus preparing them for the future. 
We received this today in our email, and my wife and I were shocked. Dress code policy 8270. This was updated at that September 14th school board where they kicked everybody out. I wonder why. The board unanimously voted to approve a body-positive, gender-neutral dress code. It allows for students to have greater freedom of expression and comfort in the clothing they wear to school, to engage in the educational environment without fear of unnecessary discipline or body shaming, and it does not allow a student's choice of clothing to be blamed as a distraction to the learning environment. It lets teachers focus on teaching without the additional and often uncomfortable burden of measuring strap length and other unnecessary minutia of dress code enforcement. Some changes to the dress code, in, dress code include permission to wear hoodies with the hoods up, except during instructional time, of course, permission to wear hats, permission to wear tops without a specific required strap width. Students may also wear yoga pants, pajama tops and bottoms, ripped jeans and shorts of any length. Oh, as long as the underwear and private parts aren't covered for now. I'm all for creating an environment of growth and responsibility for kids today, but we are setting this cancerous notion that the world will bend to their will and that somehow, if they simply hold their breath long enough, that the real world will alter how they evaluate and select who is successful or not, and they will adapt to their expectations. They won't. Try showing up to pajamas in an interview fail to show up to work on time and blame the impeding noise of the alarm clock and your aversion to them as the culprit. Wear short shorts and uh, that leave a little to the imagination or wear your hat backwards to protect your rep in the workplace. None of this is helping. The best inheritance parents can leave their children is a lifelong love of learning. Not necessarily just a certain set of credentials, which in recent decades have largely been dumbed down, contaminated with propaganda, and used as cudgels against the less credentialed. Determination to think for yourself and to upgrade your thinking when you come across new facts are essential to maintaining sanity, success, and usefulness to others throughout a long life. Schooling and education are not the same thing, and I'm tired of hearing that they are. The teachers are there to explain concepts and review work for accuracy. It is in the home where the individual investment in time and work make for the most advancement, as any personal trainer can tell you. If someone only exercises the way they are supposed to one time a week, they are with a trainer that or with a trainer, then they will see a little result. The person needs to take what they learn and use it for their daily exercise routine. Practice makes habit. Practice and correction lead to excellence. Teachers need to be competent to explain concepts and engage when the student is in class. The student needs to continue work on their own, and the parent needs to make sure they do. It is a tripod, if you will. However, there's no single magic bullet for fixing America's failing public education system, but most observers appreciate the major contributors to its present failed state. Inadequate parental support, obstruction by teachers' unions, overloading of curricula with no, non-essentials uh, non at the expense of essentials, etc., but two important partial remedies have been well known for a while now. Number one, Break the teachers' union stranglehold over the local districts, take the money out of schools, and bring school choice to every household in America. These each 
have broad public support. Only political will is lacking. One political party in particular remains dead set against permitting these obvious improvements. That party keeps siding with its $3 million or 3 million strong teachers union allies against the best interests of America's children and the $300 million piggy bank. And this is America's future. Meanwhile, these politicians and union buddies keep bombarding us, saying how much they care about the children as more of our children's futures get flushed, or in this case, raped in a bathroom. The responsibility above all else is to stop treating our schools as a daycare center and accepting their ineffectiveness as a substitute for making your life harder. We have to get involved. You have to see these things happening where you are from. And if you continue to ignore the signs and wait for someone else to do something, trust me when I say it will never happen. People follow leaders. People follow initiative. And if you desire in life, and that's the only desire, is to sit around in your pajamas and ignore the ringing bell that is going off like a five-alarm fire in your head, then you are as much to blame as the failing school systems and parents that empower them to do so. Folks, thank you for watching Don't Unfriend Me tonight. That's all for my show. You can love me, you can hate me, you can agree, you can disagree. It matters not. Maybe come back tomorrow if tonight was not your particular brand of vodka. I will go out like I always do with the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. Veteran Crisis Hotline is there for our veterans who are struggling. Traumatic brain injury, PTS, anxiety, depression are all very real, and veterans are committing suicide at a rapid clip. 22 a day. They need a conversation and needs to start now. Provide this number to them. If they are not willing, reach out to me. I'll have that conversation. Vets have an easier time talking to vets. And if that doesn't work, you can go to don'tunfriendme.com, click on the VCL link, get connected to the Skype operator immediately. Whether you are a civilian or military, it's 100% confidential. Nobody will turn away. Don't be afraid that it says veterans. It will help anyone in need. Make that call, folks. I appreciate it. Thank you for stopping by. Remember, we are doing our live show tonight. Would love to see you there. God bless. We're on at 2030 Eastern Standard. Do me a favor. Like I asked, like, share, and subscribe if you would. It keeps the lights on, and I will keep coming back for more as long as you do as well. Thanks so much, everybody. God bless. I will talk to you Monday. 